RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines. The government announces its first youth development blueprint. COVID restrictions undergo further easing ahead of the festive season. And the estimated cost of the government's artificial islands project off Lantau rises from $500 billion to $580 billion. The government has announced its first youth development blueprint with measures and performance indicators to nurture younger generations. Authorities say they will promote national education, provide more career opportunities in Hong Kong and in the greater Bay Area, and address the housing needs of young people. Officials also said they'll create an app to provide users with information on relevant initiatives. Alice Mack, the Home and Youth Affairs Chief, says the authorities came up with the idea after hosting consultation sessions with thousands of young people. We understand from the young people that they want us to use a more up-to-date channel to keep in contact with them. And that's why we have this idea of introduction of a new mobile app. We hope by using this mobile app, we can deliver the timely information to our young people so that they can understand more about government's policies and various purposes or programs. Dr. Lee added that the mask mandate and vaccine pass requirement are to remain in place. Health officials today reported 14,982 new COVID cases, 870 of them imported. Another 33 patients with COVID have died. The Federation of Trade Unions has called on the government to provide medical coupons for women so they can get regular checkups, saying it's important to diagnose and treat cancers at an early stage. Lerung Chung-yan, who chairs the FTU's Women's Affairs Committee, says this would help ease the financial burden on families as health checkups are often costly. The FTU is calling government to provide women health care voucher scheme. That is avoid the chance of getting cancer and the large amount of medical expenses. I think that is very important. The medical cost is uh, for her personal or her family. The government's estimate of the cost of its massive artificial islands project off Lantau has risen from the $500 billion calculated in 2018 to $580 billion. In a revised proposal, it has also changed the route of a railway linking Lantau with the new territories. Maggie Ho reports. In a paper submitted to the Legislative Council, the government added that land sale revenue from private residential and commercial sites within the Kao Yi Chao Artificial Islands project will be about $750 billion. The project is expected to provide at least 190,000 residential flats with the first batch of residents able to move in in 2033 at the earliest. In the original blueprint, authorities had wanted to construct a railway to link North Lantau to the coastal area of Tun Mun, but are now planning to connect the strategic rail link to Hong Shui Kiu instead, where it is then linked to the Hong Kong Shenzhen Western Railway. The paper said the project is still at the preliminary planning stage. The government is further easing COVID restrictions ahead of the festive season. From Thursday, customers of bars and nightclubs, as well as people attending banquets or participating in local tours, will no longer need to take rapid COVID tests. Authorities will also drop the cap on the operating capacity of dining premises, including restaurants and bars, and there will no longer be a limit on the numbers allowed to attend banquets. Eating will also be allowed at entertainment venues, as well as the outdoor areas of sports venues. The Undersecretary for Health, Libby Lee, was asked why the government was further relaxing restrictions when the number of COVID infections have been rising. 
And researchers examining woodlands in Britain have determined that, uh, demonstrated that they capture almost twice as much carbon as previously estimated. The team made the discovery using laser scanners to scan almost a thousand trees in a forest in Oxfordshire. They formed extremely accurate three-dimensional computer models, discovering that the weight of each tree and of the average patch of woodland has been significantly underestimated. And to the weather forecast... Cloudy periods overnight, dry tomorrow and cool in the morning, lows of about 15 degrees in town and a few degrees cooler in the new territories. Mainly fine during the day, getting to about 20 degrees. Moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. The outlook, fine and dry in the next few days, still cool in the mornings and overnight. Currently the temperature is 70 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 75%. And it is 5 minutes past 11, you're tuned to RTHK. The land policy think tank, the Liber Research Community, says it believes the eventual cost of the artificial islands project mentioned earlier will be way higher than the latest estimate of $500 billion. It also reiterated its view that the man-made islands are not necessary. Caesar Choi is one of its researchers. We worry the cost for the reclamation project might go up by quite some amount in the future because not only that, the price will increase in the future due to inflation, as we have uh, referenced, the price they quote right now uh, from 2018 to 2022 already increased by 15%. If the price right now, the government allegedly are referencing similar projects like the third runway system, but the water depth right now, we see that it is steeper by almost 1.5 times. Uh, this difference in depth, there may be some uncertainties in engineering works in the future. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien has expressed reservations about the changed railway route under the Artificial Islands Project, saying it neglects the transport needs of residents in the Tun Mun area. Now they're switching that alignment to actually Hong Shui Kyu coming straight down and neglecting the transport need for 500,000 Tumen residents. So I have already made it very clear that I will oppose to the end with regard to the change in this rail alignment. New government figures show that inflation is steady, with consumer prices rising 1.8% year-on-year in November. That was the same as in October. Underlying inflation, which nets out the effects of one-off relief measures, stood at 1.7% in November. The chief executive says he's going on a four-day work visit to Beijing tomorrow. Speaking to reporters before the weekly executive council meeting, John Lee said he'll report in detail about Hong Kong's economic and political environment to the country's leaders. The C said he will also explain the COVID situation in the SAR, as well as the desire of many Hong Kong people to resume quarantine-free travel with the mainland. It is something that I think we are all uh, working hard to see uh, how it can be done because we all know very well that while we want to do this, we have to consider how we do it in an orderly fashion, maintaining a good control of the risks and the potential problems that may, may arise when new arrangements are introduced. But there is a very strong <laughs> common commitment to ensure that things progress in good speed and at the same time with risks and issues under control. 
Separately, the chief executive said the government will continue to liaise with Google to rectify its search results to make sure that March of the Volunteers comes up as Hong Kong's national anthem. Hits on the search engine bring up the name of a song related to the 2019 protests, as well as God Save the King, rather than China's anthem. The Internet company said it couldn't change the top results because they're based on an algorithm. But speaking ahead of the weekly Exco meeting, John Lee noted it's in violation of local law to play a song in place of the anthem because it constitutes an insult. It is an offense for somebody to play a song which is not the Hong Kong national anthem, which is also the national anthem of the PRC, because it constitutes insult. So that content constitutes an offense, so it conforms to the Google policy of removing content uh, for a legal reason. Rescuers in Thailand have pulled alive from the water a sailor missing from the naval vessel that capsized on Sunday. The race is, to, the race is on to find 30 more. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. A naval commando has said that the people in the water have about 48 hours to survive with life boys, life jackets, if they're on rafts, that kind of thing. They've been in the water since late on Sunday evening. There are about four naval vessels out there searching the Gulf of Thailand, uh, four survivors, there are helicopters, there are planes too, but the rescuers have admitted that it is going to be difficult because if you can imagine trying to spot people in the water with high waves, a lot of wind, it's not going to be easy. Iran has called on the Iraqi government to disarm Kurdish groups. The call follows Iranian claims that militia groups in Iraqi Kurdistan have been mounting cross-border attacks, smuggling arms into Iran and inciting unrest. In response, Tehran has launched several airstrikes on Kurdish targets in Iraq. The Iraqi Foreign Minister Faoud Hussein said it's not acceptable to launch attacks on Iran from Iraq, adding that talks with representatives from the Kurdish region are continuing. Pakistan says all 33 Islamist militants who had overrun a counter-terrorism center have been killed. Insurgents from the Pakistani Taliban overpowered their interrogators and took them hostage in Banu area on Sunday, triggering a standoff. The BBC's Ambarazan Atherajan reports. The Pakistani Taliban, which is loosely affiliated with the Afghan Taliban, have stepped up their attacks since they ended a ceasefire last month. The militants initially asked for a safe passage to Afghanistan. The incident will raise questions on how suspected insurgents could overpower counter-terrorism interrogators and take them hostage. In recent weeks, there have been several attacks on Pakistani security forces, mostly in the northwest of the country. In the latest trial of Harvey Weinstein, the former film producer has been found guilty on one count of rape and two other counts of sexual assault against one woman. The jury in Los Angeles acquitted him of charges relating to a second accuser and failed to reach a verdict in two other cases. The women's rights lawyer Gloria Allred, who represented one of the women in the trial, praised all of them for persevering. They have demonstrated that empowered and courageous women are able to make powerful men accountable for the injustices that they have inflicted on women. We should all be grateful to them for having made this a safer world for all of us. 
Back locally, researchers at the Chinese University say parents and teachers have not been taking care of children's eyes, despite their eyesight worsening during the pandemic. The university surveyed about 19,000 primary and secondary students and their parents and teachers in June last year. It found more than half of the parents reported some deterioration in their children's eyesight, but few of them had done anything about it. Jason Yam, an associate professor professor at the university, says it's a result of the kids having too much screen time. But the situation is unlikely to improve even after face-to-face classes have resumed. Because of the COVID, it aggravates the situation. If we resume the face-to-face learning, it is better than online learning. But the situation or the condition of myopia boom will not disappear for sure. All parents love their children, but they are not fully aware that the myopia can be potentially so serious that it can lead to sight-blinding complications in future. And to sport, an Argentina has declared a national holiday today to celebrate the massive celebrations expected after the national football team's victory in the World Cup. Here's the BBC's Katie Watson. The keenest fans didn't want to miss their arrival on home soil. There were celebrations outside the airport. And today, crowds have already started to gather here in the centre of Buenos Aires, where the team, on board an open-top bus, will later head towards the obelisk, which has been the focal point of match celebrations. Many of their fans are, of course, dressed in Messi's number 10 shirt. This World Cup has made him a national hero, standing alongside Diego Maradona in Argentine footballing fame. And in a country battered by economic crisis, this has been a World Cup to remember, allowing Argentinians to park their worries and really celebrate success. And to cricket, England have beaten Pakistan by eight wickets in the third and final test in Karachi to sweep the series 3-0 and hand the Pakistanis their first ever home whitewash. Pakistan scored 304 and 216, while England made 354 and 170 for two. England have appointed the Leicester coach... Steve Borthwick to replace Eddie Jones as a manager of the men's rugby union team. Borthwick has signed a five-year contract with England nine months after the World Cup begins in France. The BBC's Chris Jones has more. Well, Borthwick's been the clear favourite for the role since Eddie Jones was sacked just under a fortnight ago and he signed a five-year deal taking him up to the 2027 Rugby World Cup. The plan had been for Borthwick to take over next year, but Jones's abrupt dismissal has accelerated that process and now Borthwick has to hit the ground running with the Six Nations in a matter of weeks before a World Cup nine months away. Borthwick has brought with him rugby league great Kevin Sinfield, his right-hand man at Leicester, who will be the England defence coach as a new era of English rugby begins. And in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers kept their slim postseason hopes alive with a 24-12 win over the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. A.J. Dillon ran for two scores for the Packers, who are now 6-8 and eight and need to win all the remaining three games to have a chance to make the playoffs. And that's the news, sports and weather from RTHK. RTHK Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
And a very good evening to you. Welcome to Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music to kick back and relax to, especially you've had a bit of a hard day. If you'd like to choose a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. On the list tonight, the likes of Billy Eckstein, Windsor Davis and Donna Stell, Ella Fitzgerald and Julie London. Together at last at Twilight Time I'll keep you warm in December Warm when the cold breezes blow the sleet and snow This heart that glows like an ember Longs to be loved just by you If it could be so Then you'd keep me so in December too Ever 
make it without you. You know you got the part. You. Stay 